So if you'd like to follow along today, you can do so on the app, and I want to welcome you and welcome those of you who are also joining us online today. Um, each week, we have been telling stories. Have you liked the stories we've been telling? Yeah. We have been telling stories. We've been telling stories about God's kingdom. We've been telling stories about lost and redemption. We've been telling stories about love and forgiveness. And today we're going to tell some stories about prayer. Now, here's the thing about prayer. You might think, well, why would Jesus tell stories about prayer? Well, I think he knew that we would struggle to pray. I think he knew we'd be confused at times by prayer. I think he knew that sometimes we would want to be people of prayer, but that we would fall short. So, as we talk about prayer today, let's start with a prayer. Let's pray. Loving God, we come together to learn about prayer so that we would be more rooted in it. We love prayer, but it can confuse us at times. Sometimes we find that our prayers feel like they fall short. Sometimes we don't find time to pray. So meet us today in such a way that we can take our next steps in prayer so that we might grow closer to you and your ways. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus taught about prayer because he knew that many people shied away from prayer because they had an image of God as angry, as a judge, as a strict ruler. So Jesus wanted to teach us how God, in fact, wanted us to pray because God wanted to be in relationship with us. We have a God who loves. We have a God who listens. We have a God who wants to be in relationship with us. I was thinking about this this week, and I was thinking about how amazing it is that the God of the universe, the God who created everything, wants to be in a relationship with us. I mean, it's kind of just amazing, isn't it, that God wants us to draw near in prayer. So, we are people of faith who believe in the power of prayer. Here are some of the things we believe about prayer. First, we believe that there is power in intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer is praying for other people. We believe in the power of praying for others, and when we say we're going to pray for others. We know that lifting them before God comforts them, changes them, upholds them. When you say that you will pray for someone, it means a lot, so make sure you follow through. You know, sometimes we say that kind of reflexly, I'll pray for you. It matters a lot. We come to God with others' needs, and we believe in the power of praying for others. We also believe that prayer is effective and powerful. When we pray, we believe that prayer is effective and powerful, even though too often 
too often you and I, we doubt, we struggle with prayer. We're not sure if we can believe. We have found, though, that God is with us. Do you all hear that sound? Yeah. We do anything about that? Nope. Okay. We believe that in the midst of prayer, that even though we may struggle with prayer, that the power of prayer comes when we believe that prayer is effective and powerful. Now, does that mean we always get what we want in prayer? No. God will not change the past. God will not force people to do things. God will not harm someone. God will not give what others, what we want when it may be something that's not our highest good. Prayer is effective and powerful. It can change us, can change our situation, can change both. Third, prayer connects us to God's will. The longer you and I follow Jesus, the more you and I will want to Pray not for the things that we want, not for the situations to change that we want, but we will be drawn more to prayer so that God's will would be done in our lives, in the lives of those we love. We want God's will to be done in our own life. Now, of course, we should continue to always pray for situations and things that are going on, but the longer we pray, I think the more you and I are drawn to praying God's will with whatever situation we're in the midst of. So these are the three that I want to lift up today. These three we believe in, intercessory prayer, the power of prayer and how it is effective, and that prayer connects us to God's will for our lives. Prayer is what has brought this congregation to this moment. Today is our 50th anniversary, and we are celebrating what God has done. And all of it has been surrounded by prayer. The prayers of pastors and staff and leaders, members and visitors, youth and children. Think of all the prayers that have been prayed on this corner. Think of that. Over these last 50 years, how many prayers have been lifted, not just in words, but in song, right? So many of the things we sing are prayers to God. Let's hear now today's text which is going to share with us about prayer and the importance of persistence. This is Luke 11. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. 
I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though we will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Suppose one of you has a friend who wakes you up at midnight. Has that ever happened? Yeah. I think of a couple years ago, my sister and her husband, they live in Oak Park, and I was messaging with her on Instagram, and she said to me, they might evacuate us this night because there was fire going on. And I said, well, if that happens, please, you know, drive on over to our house. We have room. We can, we can accommodate you. But I didn't really think she was going to be evacuated. So I went to sleep, and they were. And they came to our house, and they pounded on the door, and they pounded on the windows, and they went to the back door, and they pounded on those doors too, and we slept through it all. (laughs) They had to spend a motel, a night in a motel that first night. When I hear this story, it reminds me that this is a house that was a one-room house, a very small house, everyone in the same bed together. So if someone was knocking, you for sure would hear them. Jesus sets up the story of a friend at midnight and a homeowner that doesn't want to get up. And he says, I tell you, even though we will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. That's the key word for us today, this word persistence. You could translate it as shamelessness. And it's the only time it appears in the New Testament. This refers to someone who has no fear, someone who is audacious, someone who is not embarrassed to ask for what is needed. And I think this is the key for me in this understanding. The man does not wake his friend up for himself, not for what he needs. He wakes him up for the greater good. He wakes him up to help someone else. He pushes that friendship. He pushes what's going on to care for somebody else, somebody who is in need. Today, we begin our next 50 years as a church, and I am the persistent friend today, knocking on the door, inviting us all into what is next. Because you and I, as we stand here today, and all of those who join us online, we stand on the shoulders of others. Those who bought this land, those who built these buildings, those who grew this congregation, those who started and led these ministries, those who pushed us forward into mission in the community, we are called to look toward what is next as we celebrate what is And I'm inviting you to be part of what's next as we reach out to the next generation in the Santa Clarita Valley. What is next for us? Well, we know 
that at this church, we have a commitment to reaching those who do not have a church home. This is 70% of our community. 70% of the people who live here have no faith foundation. We know the difference that faith makes. We know that faith calls us forward. Not every church has this kind of a commitment to the future, but we do. And today, I am calling us to recommit to that. This will call a lot out of us. It'll call us to step into leadership when we've been on the sidelines. It will call us to prayer when we've been neutral about too much. It will call us to expand our ministry where we are comfortable. It will call us to continue to speak the word that all means all. Today I want to share with you part of what we're talking about as we look toward what is next as a people. Now you may know that some of what we've talked about a little bit over these years is that while our campus is beautiful and welcomes many people, there's a part of our campus that falls short. You may not even be aware of it unless you're in the back half of our campus. It has uneven draining. And so you may walk back there and go, when was the last time it rained in Valencia and why is the grass so wet here? It has playground equipment that was temporary 20 years ago. And now here we are looking at how we reach new generations by taking what we have and making it more accessible to our community. So let me tell you a little bit of what this looks like. First, it looks like redoing some of our back half of our campus. In the top corner, you'll see what it looks like now. And in the bottom, you'll see what we project it to look like. I'll tell you a little bit about it. A park-like accessibility play structure and play area. A play area within an upgraded wrought iron fence that now will include the lawn outside the nursery, a new seating area, a new sidewalk that completes it all, and upgrading our grading around our campus to provide not only the kind of campus we need, but additional accessibility for all. This is a second view of what it looks like to give you a sense of it. The top one is what we project it will look like and the bottom one is what it will look like now. That's the first part. And the second part looks like this. This includes reclaiming an area currently outside of our campus and it becoming, it's between, it's this direction, it's between the education building and the music room. It's about adding a fountain and seating so the youth group can use it, people can use it for Bible study, upgrading the area outside of Fellowship Hall so there's additional seating and that it's more accessible to all people. So we are looking at this and we've been talking about this in our church leadership since 2018 for a long time now. We are doing this because as we celebrate our 50th anniversary, God calls us 
forward. God calls us to do new things and to reach new people for him. The history of this church is that the people of this congregation have a history of significant sacrifice for the mission of God. You may not know this, but 12 to 15 families in this church, when this worship center was built, had to personally guarantee that loan. What that meant was they had to turn in forms and their tax returns in order to say, me and my family will be responsible as this church grows and moves forward. And when I heard that about this congregation, I knew that this was a place where you were serious about reaching new people, where you were serious about growing and doing things for God. This is what is next for us. And today, I am the persistent friend knocking and inviting you to be part of what God is doing, to respond to the need. You will have received a pledge card that will let you know how to participate. You can give an outright gift or you can also pledge. We mailed out information on how much everything costs and more specifics on what everything looks like. You'll also see it out on the courtyard and you'll also see it um, at our thing this evening, our gathering this evening, and then this Thursday on Zoom, we're hosting a call for additional information. I want to share with you that Jeff and I, my husband and I, believe so much in this church and in its future that we have written a check for $10,000 for this. That is how much we are committed to this church. In addition, our youth had funds available to them that they donated $2,500. So let us join together so that the next 50 years is the best 50 years because we were faithful and because we gave all we had for the ministry of God. Let us pray.